and welcome to the podcast for wellness, warriors, and wisdom. I'm Ashley and I'm your host. Happy New Year, everybody. We are in season three, episode one of 2023. It's exciting that we've been doing this um, for three seasons now. I'm calling the the year's season, so that's pretty neat. Um, so I appreciate all of you that have stuck with me and all the ones that you have shared um, these episodes with and um, the ones that are new. I appreciate all of you um, sticking around and going with us on this wellness journey. So today, um, I want to jump a little bit back into the pathology world. I like to touch on pathologies. It's the study of disease um, and dysfunction in the body. And I think a lot of times it's really neat to dive into those to try to better understand it from a common perspective as opposed to going to your doctor's office and them speaking in big words. And um, we leave with more questions and answers oftentimes. So one of my favorite things when I worked in healthcare was to explain to patients a little bit better what the doctor was saying. Um, or what their medical diagnoses meant um, for their lives. And sometimes it could be really scary to them until we uncovered what it really meant. And then they weren't quite as scared um, or could at least understand their situation a little bit better. So I love going over pathologies. And oftentimes I will choose the pathologies that I want to cover in the podcast based on people that are coming into my office and ailments that are coming up in their lives um, or questions that they may have, loved ones, you know, that are dealing with some stuff. So apparently the one that is coming up for this episode is transient ischemic attack also known as TIA for short, and basically that's what we refer to in layman's terms as a mini stroke. Um, This comes up specifically now, and apparently it was meant to happen because when I pulled out my pathology book today to do some research, the page that I literally opened it up to landed directly on the ischemic attack, transient ischemic attack, sorry, Um, and I was already thinking about that being the topic that I might cover today. So apparently it is meant to be. Um, The reason why this one particularly came to my mind is I recently had a client or have a client that suffered a mini stroke and they had lots of questions about could they get massaged? Would it be a problem? What do they need to worry about? Should they wait? All, all kinds of questions that are super appropriate um, to ask before you have body work done. So I was very um, pleased with the fact that when they shared that information with me, because it is very important to know any kind of health history changes like that. Even if you don't think it's relevant to getting a massage, it is important. Um, it can change what your massage therapist does, how they do it. Um, and it's all ultimately about your safety and helping you meet your goals. Um, so even if it's not you that's suffering from a TIA or mini stroke, um, maybe it's a, f- a friend or a family member, um, it's good to have that information out there so that they know what they can or can't do in these cases. And then this also came up in a conversation that I had with my mother yesterday. Apparently my grandmother, who will be 92 next month, um, and she overall is in amazing health. She's a retired nurse, so she is the one that I 
really sought after and looked up to growing up as far as wanting to be in healthcare one day. Um, I remember her pressing her starched white nursing uniform and her cap and seeing it hanging up and it being stiff as a board because she had starched it so much. Um, but she, if any of you are healthcare workers out there, you know that we are probably the world's worst patients and um, that we usually know a little bit too much about what is happening and that causes us to be a little stubborn about wanting to seek out some help when we need it. Um, and in her case, it's no different. So my mother called me yesterday and shared with me that my grandmother had suffered a TIA or mini stroke and that she was doing fine now. Um, it had all cleared up. Um, but of course that is worrisome. And at her age, it is reason for concern because it can lead to a full-on stroke in some cases. So there are things that, you know, we needed to talk about to try to get things in place for her. And what had happened was my grandmother had called my mother, um, sounded a little confused. Her speech was slurred. My mother shared with me that it sounded like she had just woken up from a nap or even that she had been drinking and was slurring her speech a little bit, um, that her words were coming out, but they were really slurred and um, a little cloudy. Um, and so that is oftentimes what happens. So let's talk about what a transient ischemic attack, TIA or mini stroke really looks like and um, what can happen with it. So a TIA is a brief, um, episode of impaired functioning, and that is usually caused by a temporary restriction or reduction of blood flow to the brain, and that's called ischemia. So ischemia, or when you hear someone say that transient ischemic attack, that's talking about a, a blood flow restriction or, or temporary loss. Um, and so these TIAs or mini strokes can last from just a few seconds to um, a little bit longer, um, possibly hours. And most of the time the symptoms will subside gradually on their own. Um, you're usually dealing with someone that is still awake, still conscious. They're not losing consciousness. They're not passing out typically unless they have a different kind of um, thing going on. Usually people within 24 hours are completely recovered and symptoms are completely gone. So there's usually no lasting or residual side effects or dysfunctions. Um, a lot of times people ask, you know, oh, what's the difference between a stroke and a TIA? It's still a mini stroke. Well, there is that reduction of blood flow to your brain, but um, with a stroke, those strokes, they, they don't, in contrast to a TIA, the stroke symptoms don't leave. Um, you can get to the hospital and get, you know, a life-saving medication oftentimes um, within the first few hours, but it is a very small window. Um, and with TIAs, you don't usually get that. Um, sometimes they'll, you know, use certain medications, but it, you're not using the big stroke medication like you would um, in those cases. So strokes can leave a person with long-term dysfunction. You know, when we talk about strokes, we're thinking more of like that you know, left-sided paralysis, which sometimes it can be the other side as well, but um, memory, dysfunction, things like that, that are lasting potentially a lifetime. Um, 
And so TIAs, they're actually a lot more common, unfortunately, than people think. Um, I think they said about 50,000 people each year on average um, tend to have TIAs. Oftentimes they do recur. So if you've had one TIA or mini stroke in the past, you, you can rest assured that oftentimes you will have another one in the future. So that is something to be well aware of. And it can also indicate that you're at a higher risk for a true full-on stroke um, to develop in the future. And actually, the statistics show that about one in three people that has had a TIA or mini stroke, within a year, they will have a full-on stroke. So that that's really important. Like if you find yourself with mini stroke symptoms, you do need to see your doctor. You do need to get an evaluation. Um, that's not something that you should just put on the back burner and say, oh, I'm fine. My symptoms resolved. Like those are concerning because of what it can lead to in the future. So a lot of common causes for TIAs or mini strokes um, is stationary blood clot um, formation within an artery that goes to the brain. And you could also have a flooding blood clot that can originate somewhere else in the body that can travel to the brain. And then it'll become kind of lodged in there. And then that's where you get your ischemia, where it's blocking off blood flow to the brain. Um, and so the signs and symptoms are, like I said before, you know, a lot of times it'll affect the body in the region of the brain that it controls. So, you know, sometimes if you have a blood clot that is going to a certain portion of the brain, if you know anything about how the brain is divided up, there's different sections of the brain and they affect different parts and different skills, if you will, in the body. Some fine motor, linguistic skills, memory, um, all kinds of stuff. And so if you have a blood clot that goes to one specific section of the brain, then that is typically the section of the brain and the skills that it is going to affect. Um, so having that lack of blood flow can cause that. And then um, a lot of common symptoms can be um, visual changes, like visual disturbances. Um, sometimes people have temporary blindness, but it's not as often. Um, it's usually very sudden Sudden when they do. Speech difficulties, of course. Um, so your classic slurred or garbled speech. Um, sometimes people will have difficulty understanding someone else. So, you know, like when my grandmother called my mom and my mom was trying to ask her questions, my grandmother didn't quite understand the question to its fullest extent, um, which is very odd for her. And then other times people can get a little bit of vertigo and you can have one or all of these symptoms or just, you know, somewhere in between. But um, vertigo is kind of that dizziness and kind of loss of balance there. Um, a lot of times people will experience um, out of nowhere weakness. You know, suddenly they'll feel really weak or they'll have, you know, numbness or tingling or burning down one side of the body. Um, and if those signs and symptoms go on longer than 24 hours, it's actually considered a full on stroke at that point. So anytime someone is having any of these symptoms, I think it's really important to go ahead. Nobody wants to go to the emergency room. Nobody wants to go to urgent care or, you know, their doctor, but it is so important because it is very hard to differentiate between a mini stroke and a full on stroke. And like I said before, with a full on stroke, you have a very limited time 
time to get that life-saving medication to help bust up those clots to get blood flow back into the brain and get oxygen flowing back into the brain properly without permanent damage. Um, so let's talk about treatment typically for trans ischemic or sorry, transient ischemic attack, TIAs. Um, usually they're wanting to find what the underlying causes of the TIA, which can include um, hardening of the arteries, um, diabetes, high blood pressure, um, and some of the ways to prevent the development of a stroke is to address those things. Um, medications are usually prescribed to reduce blood clots, so you might see um, someone being put on a blood thinner or a low-dose aspirin um, in order to help keep blood clots at bay or keep them from forming. Um, and sometimes surgery is necessary to increase blood flow to an affected area. You know, sometimes the blood clots won't go away on their own completely and it needs a little bit of help. So it might require some surgery, but that's usually not quite as common. So a big question that I get as, as a massage therapist is, is massage therapy okay when someone has suffered a mini stroke? Um, if someone were coming in and they were having signs and symptoms of a mini stroke, it's absolutely no. I would send you to the emergency room immediately. Um, however, massage is appropriate for clients who have had a previous TIA um, or a previous mini stroke. So I always tell people just double check with your doctor just to be sure. Typically people that have had a history of mini stroke or TIAs, they are on blood thinners. Um, so if that is you and you have had or have a loved one that has had a history of a mini stroke and you're on blood thinners, even a baby aspirin, that's really important to share with your massage therapist because that helps us differentiate between certain areas of the body that can handle deeper pressure, um, more pinpointed pressure and help us know ways to help prevent any um, bleeding issues with that. As you know, if you have ever taken blood thinners or even an aspirin, you're typically going to bruise a lot easier and you don't want to walk away from your massage being all bruised and, and looking rough. Um, so just definitely, you know, talk with your massage therapist before you have anything going on. Um, it should be safe and well, but again, check with your massage therapist, um, check with your doctor and you guys can work together to make a treatment plan with each other. Um, and it can include modifications because of the medications, or it might not really change anything for you. It just depends on what you've been getting to begin with. Um, so, you know, be sure that you and your massage therapist know the signs and symptoms of a stroke um, and know what to do as far as like first aid and emergency if you ever are experiencing one yourself or you're in the room with someone that is experiencing um, a TIA or mini stroke or even a full on stroke. And it is always better safe than sorry to go ahead and call an ambulance um, because they can get the person to a place where they can receive that medication quickly. So it is super important. I hope today it was an interesting and informative lesson for you guys today. I really enjoy going over these pathologies and kind of breaking it down for everyone. If you have any questions or want to comment, I would love to hear from you. Um, you can find me on wellnesswarriorsandwisdom.com and you can also find me under that on Instagram and Facebook. Until next time, be well.